God made us fully human. I also think of the ways that God surprises me, that kind of plays jokes on me and surprises me and makes me laugh. And if it's part of us, it's also part of God because we're made in His image. Welcome to the Jesus Storybook Bible Podcast, a place where we remind you that grace can rewrite any story, that hope shines a light through our darkest moments, and that God's love changes lives. Here's your host, New York Times bestselling author, Sally Lloyd-Jones. Hello, I'm Sally Lloyd-Jones, author of the Jesus Storybook Bible, which tells the story of God's never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Welcome to the show. Sometimes, don't you think we seem to get this idea that when it comes to God and faith, we have to be very solemn and dreadfully serious all the time and only use hushed voices and not laugh. Nothing could be further from the truth. The great theologian Martin Luther said this, if you're not allowed to laugh in heaven, I don't want to go there. End quote. And he also said this, quote, the gospel is nothing less than laughter and joy. And he said this, quote, heaven is the birthplace of laughter. End quote. Let me read to you something about this from my book, Thoughts to Make Your Heart Sing. It's called Dance. In the beginning, God sang everything into being for the joy of it and set the whole universe dancing. God was in the center at the heart of everything, like the dance of the planets before the sun, turning, spinning, circling, wheeling, revolving, orbiting around and around. God made everything in his world and in his universe and in his children's hearts to center around him in a wonderful dance of joy. It's the dance you were born for. Job chapter 38 verse 7 says, the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. The Bible is filled with joy. Today we're talking all about laughter and humour and British accents with my dear friend Susan Isaacs. Susan is one of the funniest people I know. She's an actor and a writer. She's acted in Parks and Recreation. She's been on Saturday Night Live. She has a one-woman show and several books. She teaches screenwriting. And one of her, her hysterical books is her memoir called Angry Conversations with God. Wherever she is, there's laughter and joy and deep theological truth. What a combination. I can't wait for you to hear from her. So without further ado, please welcome my friend and now yours, Susan Isaacs. Humor comes out of looking at the something unexpected and messy. Humor comes out of looking at the human experience that is messy to point out hypocrisy or things that make us rethink something. Humor is a big part of what it is to be a teacher, to engage students, to be honest and be yourself. And one of my recent graduates. She's Jewish and she was watching Stephen Colbert and she's like, he reminds me of you. 
uh, mixing your humor and your faith. And I thought, wow, that's probably one of the best compliments I ever got. If I can be that facile with just being myself, just living authentically and honestly with whatever I'm doing. If you just look at the Jewish people, you see a great connection between humor and grief and humor and tragedy. And I think it's something built in our DNA to deal with uh, how do we vent steam? How do we look at life another way? All the prophets in the Bible used sarcasm, used great illustrations. I mean, one of my favorite lines from Job is when Job's accusers are all like spouting at him. He's like, oh, I guess the book of knowledge ends with you. Huh? Well, I have a brain. Like if you go back and look at the way that Elijah taunted the prophets of Baal when they couldn't light their pyre. I mean, he he gets pretty, he's like, oh, where's your God now? Oh, is he taking a nap? Oh, he's has he gone to relieve himself? He is completely using sarcasm. Just look at Peter. He he is so funny. You know, he was so brash. The Mount of Transfiguration, they all show up. He's like, oh, we could build a booth. And, you know, they're like, shut up, shut up. Don't, you know, like he, he, he just always is putting his foot in his mouth. We miss, there is so much humor and irony in the Bible. I always kept those aspects of my life separate. My life is a comedian and my life is a Christian. But when I started to, I would say it really broke open when my life fell apart. And I just, I was done trying to keep those things apart. I was done keeping my spiritual life from the rest of my life. I'm like, this is what's happening. This is what's happening. And I'm done trying to please two sides of the fence. I'm just going to be honest. And that's when things really started to move in my life, personally, professionally, on, on spiritually. And it's funny, I really felt like God's like, there she is, that's my girl. I was in a sketch comedy group with Tony Hale, Jim Gaffigan's wife, Jeannie, Todd Wilkerson, and myself. But a couple years later, everything in my life fell apart. My career, my relationship, my father had passed away. My mother had a stroke. It was one thing after another. And then all those best friends got married and their careers took off all at once. And I had gone back to New York to attend one of the many weddings. And who should I see in Central Park but my newly ex-boyfriend with his new girlfriend? In a city of, what, 12 million people. And I thought, seriously, seriously, God, really. And that started a huge crisis of faith, a huge just existential crisis. Years before, I wrote a funny sketch where I go to couples counseling on my own and the pastor finds out that the other half is God and then God shows up and we have, you know, a bunch of domestic arguments. I thought back on that sketch and I thought, yeah, God and I need to go to counseling because we are clearly not getting along. And I did, I saw a Christian therapist and he was like, yeah, well, I want to know what your God is like, because my God's not a jerk. And so I started to vocalize what I thought God sounded like, not what I think he was supposed to be, or Jesus loves me, this I know, or I know that plans I have for you, you know, all the things were told, but 
the visceral reaction. And as I articulated that, I realized my image of God was really, really distorted. He had a really, you know, posh British accent. It was like, hey, Susan, really? I don't have time for you. You know, that's how he sounded like. And eventually I realized I had to divorce that fake God because he wasn't the real one. And actually, God started to show up going, uh, dude, you know, I'm not like that. So stop pretending that I'm like that. And it was a real eye-opening process. And I will say what was great about it is I felt like God just let me have at him, rail at him, uh, cry, weep, complain, whatever. And he just took it. And then he's like, okay, okay, you're done. Okay. Now I got stuff to say. And that was a very healing, messy process that uh, helped me divorce the fake God and uh, find the real one. I was in a writer's group. I had originally joined this writer's group thinking I was going to write some little jaunty things. And that's when my life fell apart and the excrement hit the ventilation. And I, that writer's group became an extra uh, avenue of therapy and healing. And sometimes it was church because a lot of people at church couldn't handle the stress, they, it was too scary for them, but my writer's group did. And they were from all walks of life and they just wanted to know more about what God and I were talking about. The people in the class, a lot of them maybe had some kind of spiritual background, a, v- a variety of spiritual backgrounds, a variety of lifestyles and beliefs and everything. And they were so supportive of me. They never were like, ah, she's a freak. And they were so, so amazing. My writing teacher, she's just secular Jew. And I came in with my life falling apart and I just emptied my soul. And humor came out of that. Sadness came out of that. And she became a safe, like a confessor. She's like, you're going to keep writing this story. And because I need to know how it turns out. When you think about like, Jesus hung out with people who were on the edge who weren't considered okay. He did not bring his personal life to the religious authorities. He brought it to a select group of people who he could be completely himself with. Sometimes the safest group, the place where you bring your life to, isn't necessarily the people that you consider, you know, the religious ones. Um, Many times they are, but a lot of times they aren't. And you just have to ask God, who's, who's the safe people I can take this with who are going to respect my faith and respect the thing that I'm going through in my life? I was, I see a spiritual director every month and she's a therapist, but she's the person who has just tracks with me on my, on my journey. And remember a few years ago when things were really, really tough and I was just having another one of my railing against God over, you know, why has he made life so hard for me? This is like so many things were still going wrong. Um, And I just railed and railed and railed. And then I heard in the back of my mind, that's my girl. Like 
God was pleased with me and delighted in me and enjoyed me being who I was. That even though I was upset and and weeping and grieving, he loves that fighter in me. And I think we don't give God enough credit and we don't trust him enough to be completely honest that if I go to the depths, you are there. If I ascend to the, you know, you are there. There's no place that's too dark for you. I encourage people to be completely honest because there isn't anything that you think or feel that he doesn't already know. And he can take it. And you'd be surprised how much grace and love and delight he has for you in whatever mess you're in. You can get the Jesus Storybook Bible wherever books are sold. To find out more about the book and all of Sally's other books, please visit Sally at sallylloyd-jones.com and follow her on Instagram at Sally Lloyd Jones and at Jesus underscore storybook underscore Bible. Before we go, don't forget, God loves you with a never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Oh, hello, it's me again, Sally. I'm just popping back briefly to say two things. The first thing is, don't forget to subscribe to the show because that way you'll get the stories straight to your phone. And the other thing is, while we're at it, would you rate the show and leave us a review? That would be so great because it helps other people find the show too. I really appreciate your help. Thank you.